FinTech Hunting is hosted by Michael Hammett, JD, CMT, keynote speaker, author, and founder and president of Next Level Advisors. Join Michael as he seeks out tech visionaries, leading lenders, trailblazing executives, and other financial influencers to bring you actionable insights and lead generation tactics, all centered around industry greatness and success. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a new episode of the FinTech Hunting Podcast. We'd like to thank our sponsors, WFG Enterprise Solutions and Next Level Advisors. Well, you guys are in for an incredible treat today. We have an amazing guest. He is a industry influencer, a social media rock star, but more importantly than anything, he has an incredible gift to help people tell their story so that they can gain attention, they can gain impact. Please help me welcome Josh Pitts, founder of Shred Media. What's up, Michael? That was probably one of the best introductions ever. Like, I can honestly say that. I've been introed a few times, but like, literally, thank you so much. I'm humbled, I'm honored, and excited to be hanging out with you today. Oh, I, I couldn't thank you enough. It is great to have you here on the show. And for our listeners who maybe don't know everything about you, you know, the last couple of years, you've just burst onto the scenes. You're doing some incredible things for the industry, collaborating, bringing people together. How did you get started in the mortgage industry? Because it's rare that anyone's a overnight success. I find it's a lot of grinding. It's a lot of hard work in the background that people don't see. Share with our listeners how you got into the mortgage industry. Yeah, absolutely. It's a lot of shredding, right? You got to show up, hustle, repeat every day, no matter it mortgage, real estate, whatever it is. But so my start in the industry, I actually started, you know, 10 years, 10 plus years ago. Uh, and I started as a junior LO and I had one of my really good friends. He owned a mortgage company. He reached out to me and said, Hey, you know, I know you've been doing some marketing. You've been doing this in the medical field and in some other uh, areas. I would love your help. I'm trying to grow my real or my mortgage company. Uh, would you come in and maybe just help us, help us maybe grow our brand a little bit? So I said, sure. So I come in and start kind of looking. I The only thing I knew about mortgage at that time, Michael, was like I had got screwed when I bought my first mortgage. So that's the only <laughs> thing I knew about mortgages. But uh, so I get in with him and I start kind of working with them and, and kind of understand their marketing model. I'm like, okay, like I can do this. Like this, this doesn't seem all that hard. Uh, and the next thing I know, I, I'm starting to talk to all of their LOs in their company and they're just, you know, they're helping people, you know, achieve the dream of home ownership and they're making a lot of money doing it and they're enjoying it. And I'm like, wait a minute, if these guys and gals can, you know, do this, I'm sure I can do it. Like, I'm sure I can be a mortgage professional. So next thing I know, uh, I got my license. I started as, like I said, a junior LO helping other loan officers grow their business quickly became my own LO. And then the rest is history. I was very fortunate and blessed to kind of use my skills in marketing and growing a brand and working with real estate agents, uh, grew my grew my personal business to be one of the top LOs in Utah. And then actually a few years later, got the opportunity to partner with one of a good friend of mine. And we owned one of the biggest mortgage companies in the state of Utah, mortgage brokerage. And um, during my time there, kind of use these same practices of like, hey, you know, if you're going to build a business, you got to, you got to build a brand, you got to market it in the right way, you got to get attention, you have to have impact. So used a lot of the skills that I teach now growing our mortgage company then. So uh, yeah, just kind of implemented it then. And then uh, a couple of years ago, uh, my partner and I decided to split, thought it was best. We had some differences in how we wanted to continue to grow. I'm, as you know, well, know, I love 
love social media, love using social media. I think there's a ton of opportunity there. He didn't see the same thing. So I started getting into social media. I put out my very first quote unquote show, uh, the daily LO life, where we just interviewed great uh, loan officers, great mortgage professionals about some of the things that they were doing to grow their business. And, uh, and then just was very fortunate and blessed to start bringing on some executives, some other top people within our industry, uh, and then Shred was born. Shred came out of, I live in Utah, I was just telling you, I got six inches of snow at my house here in Utah. Shred was one of those names that, I, Michael, I have a terrible habit of buying URLs. I have hundreds of URLs, hundreds <laughs> of URLs. It's such a bad habit, but I, I have all these URLs and Shred was one of them. And I always thought I'd turn Shred into like a snowboarding company or something here in Utah, but I actually, Shred Media, I was sitting around one day with some friends and came up with the acronym, show up, hustle, repeat every day. And it applied so much to mortgage and to real estate. I'm like, you know what? To grow a successful business, you have to shred, you have to show up, you have to be there, you have to be consistent with it and you have to keep doing these things day in and day out. That's what had helped me grow my business so shred media was born and now we have like you have the incredible opportunity and have the um yeah responsibility in my eyes to work with companies to work with individuals help them build their brand help them make sure their their brand and what they're putting out there isn't just noise but they're actually making an impact on the audience they're trying to reach so long story short that's how i got started in the the mortgage industry i still think uh, there's so much opportunity within it today so i i'm I'm excited to see what the future holds for guys like you and I who get to help so many great people within the mortgage industry. Uh, and I love your story. And, and we have so many parallels in our story. Obviously, I'm a little bit older than you, but my start was very similar to that. Um, you know, I, I was responding to an ad. I was working in, in the legal business. I was doing marketing and, and sales and saw this ad. And I'm like, I don't know anything about mortgage and technology really wasn't that prevalent then. And but I went for it and started doing sales and marketing for a tech company and been uh, in the mortgage technology side of things really ever since for the last 20 some years. So I, I love hearing that story. And I think it helps our listeners get a little bit, you know, better knowledge of you. You use the term that you guys are an attention impact agency. Tell me about that because I think so many times we get pigeonholed in the mortgage industry of, oh, you're a PR firm, or oh, you do advertising, or oh, you do marketing. Tell me why. Let's throw all of that garbage out. Let's throw all of the, you know, those uh, handcuffs and limiting descriptions away and tell me about Attention Impact Agency. Yeah, and even more recently, we've actually even changed it from an attention impact agency to an attention impact network. Um, a lot of times when people think of the word agency, they think of PR companies, they think of marketing firms, they think of you know that type of thing. And I wanted to continue to be different. And when I think of a network, I think of people, I think of great guys like yourselves and companies like yourselves who do want to come together, who want to share ideas. It's a network of people who want to collaborate, who want to help the greater good within their industry. So we actually recently, we, we changed from being an attention impact agency to an attention impact network and that in itself michael was one of those things where like i mentioned before i have we i've seen a lot of people put out content in our industry there's a lot of pr companies there's a lot of marketing companies that put out what i call cookie cutter content they put out the same content for all of their clients they post it all in the same place and to me that's not really that's not helping uh, mortgage companies real estate companies whoever the client may be that's not really helping those clients really not only catch the attention of their audience, but really have an impact on their audience. If you're just throwing out a post to throw out a post, because you've heard that social media is a good place to be and you should be investing there or you should be spending your time there, putting a post to put a post is not, is you, you, 
sure, maybe it's a step in the right direction, but if you really want to impact people's lives, if you really want to start making sure your audience is listening and you're not just making noise, you have to find a different way. You have to find ways to create content that is really being valuable or, or at least entertaining to your audience so they keep coming back day in and day out. So when I first started looking at it, I don't know if you've ever, I think you and I were talking about this the other day uh, when I had you on my show, but we, I read the book Play Bigger and the concept of Play Bigger, if you've never read the book, I recommend reading it. Even if you don't want to go be a, what's called a category king in this book, if you don't want to go reinvent the wheel or, or redesign some new category, I still think it's a really relevant book for everybody. It at least starts you thinking down the right path, especially because every single one of us as mortgage professionals, as real estate professionals, as sales, whatever you do in your own professional career, this book absolutely can help you start to think about how you how you begin to separate yourself how you differentiate differentiate yourself uh, apart from everybody else in the industry so when i first started thinking about shred and i came up with when we actually named it shred media i really struggled with that because again i michael i didn't want people to just put us in that same box as traditional media companies so i even struggled with with the word media in our name because i didn't want people to think about that but as we continue to grow as we continue to develop uh, shortly after launching Shred Media, I came up with, we are an attention impact agency at that time, but now attention impact network. And really what we do is we work with our clients. Like you said, everybody has a very, a very intriguing story, whether you're, like I said, an executive in the industry, whether you're just a, a loan officer or real estate agent, everybody has a story to tell. And everybody's story is going to it's going to entertain, it's going to educate, it's going to catch the attention of the audience. So as an attention impact network, we really help clients, we work with them to, to, to grow that story, to tell that story in the right way. Because the last thing you want, if you're a company, there, there's the traditional way of marketing and working with a PR firm or marketing company and say, hey, look at me, look at me, you know, standing on the rooftops or standing on the, uh, on the, the mountaintop shouting, hey, this is why I'm so amazing, this is why you should work with us, this is why we're a great company. There's that way. There's that way of marketing, which is, you know, it, it's worked, but there's a better way. There's a way that instead of shouting from the rooftops, look at me, look at me, look at me, working, working with a company like myself or, or even next level, like, like you guys are to craft your story in a way that actually changes people's lives, that impacts people's lives to where they're like, wow, you know what? Next level is different. This is, this is why I want to work with them. I want to work with them because they have a similar story or they've had the same struggles as me. So as an attention impact network, that's what we really help clients craft. We help them craft that story, not only craft it, but then helping them broadcast it, get it out there, whether it's the medium of a podcast or our show or whatever it may be, but really being able to, like I said, craft that, craft the story and then broadcast that out to the audience. Audience they really want to make an impact with so that's what and it, that's what we do as an attention impact network well I absolutely love that and I think it's so critical especially in this time of COVID and the pandemic and we don't have all these person-to-person -person conferences and events and everything like that that people who haven't embraced digital are struggling Big time. The ones that are trying to get into digital and just throwing as much content out there without really a purpose it's the wrong way to go about doing it. So how do people get started or what are some of the mistakes you see people make of just throwing, you know, content out there instead of really thinking through how they can, you know, tell a compelling story and create impact? Well, I think that goes back to, like I mentioned before, something I see 
when it comes to mistakes, especially when it comes to larger companies in particular, is they put out a lot of cookie cutter content, or especially if you're like a mortgage lender, again, no offense, but when you're talking about product, 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 and you're trying to catch, you know, especially within the mortgage for you and I, because that's kind of our background, when you're a mortgage company trying to catch the attention of LOs, and you're saying, hey, look at our new 520 FICO product, and this is how, blah, blah, blah. LOs don't care for the most part. Like, sure, maybe a few of them like, oh, I've got a client or two that I might be able to use this with. For the most part, putting out content that's just purely product driven and product is just because I have lack of a, a better term, but a product or service, if you're just putting out content around that, it, it's never really going to impact their audience. It's never really going to impact their lives in a way that's meaningful. So again, doing it, sure, that's been the old way of doing it, but I would say that's the number one mistake I see of, of larger companies is, especially mortgage companies, is, is just focusing on the product or just focusing on the service that they're, they're providing for their originators. And then when it comes to actual LOs, the number one mistake I see is not putting out enough content or them even struggling to know what even to put out. So many people, like I even mentioned, this LOs, I see them turn to your traditional marketing companies and PR firms and they get these cookie cutter posts of, you know, post, you know, it's national cookie day on, uh, and they have these like, uh, these, like I said, cut and paste type um, social posts that go on their Instagram or their LinkedIn. And again, you can tell that they're, they didn't put a lot of thought behind them. They didn't put in like actual time. It doesn't encapsulate who they actually are as a person. So when I see a post like that, as a matter of fact, I, just from a personal standpoint, I'm like, ah, you know, Michael didn't put any thought behind that post. He really like, sure, it's national cookie day, but who really cares? So one of the mistakes I see a lot from originators in particular or real estate agents is just putting out these, these cookie cutter posts. And then when, like I was saying as well, is not putting out any content. I, I see so many people reaching out to me and asking me like, what should I put out? What should I talk about? Ladies and gentlemen, like there's so many things that you could talk about as a mortgage professional. Talk about, talk about the day-to-day -day things that you're going through. People love real. They love authentic. They love genuine. I hate the, it's hard to say the word authentic right now too, because it's almost overused and it's used in the wrong way, but people yep. really do. They love the, the real Michael. They love the real Josh. They want to hear the things that are going on in your life. They want to hear, and this is something that I see a lot of people struggle with personally and professionally is where do you draw that boundary? Where do you draw that line? How much do you share personal versus professional? And I personally, I, from all, all the research and all the different accounts that we've done, all the, you know, all the money and time that we have, we've spent personally within our own company and working with our clients. I think there has to be a very good mix of personal to professional. I know a lot of people argue this with me is like, no, you have to have a professional page. And again, this is, I say this with, with tongue in cheek, especially in the mortgage industry, because I know there are guidelines. I know there are certain, you know, regulations that you have to, and, and I am not stating that I'm your attorney. I'm not stating that I'm your company. Of course, check with, you know, check with your compliance, check with, with your, with your company to see what you can post. But when it comes to business and personal, I think you have to, people don't want business all the time, Michael, like people, they literally don't care about mortgage all the time. They only care about mortgage when they're getting ready to refinance or they're getting ready Ready to buy or sell a home that's the only time they care let's be honest so oh, go ahead so true and I, I think people struggle with it I, you and i have talked about this before and i know i get a bunch of pushback from executives well i don't want to share my personal life well, when you go out to dinner with a prospect or you're at a convention or a thing and you have lunch or breakfast you share personal stories 
right? Yeah. It's the same thing on social media. Now, I don't have to give them my wife's birth date and this, that, and the other. People can find what that line is, but they want to get to know you as a person. What are your likes? You know, I love when you're posting and you're, you're showing yourself outdoors and the incredible mountains and, and getting out there and doing it and hustling or one of the videos that had such an impact last year that I loved watching of yours was when your dad retired and oh, yeah. put the sign up on the side of the road. That's real. And like you said, we, we got to be careful when we use the word genuine because so many people misuse it and it's kind of getting diluted. But how real was something like that to be able to share? You know, give me tell me a little bit about that and how that transpired, because I just absolutely love that story. Yeah, you know what that that just goes back. My dad's been a hero of mine for since I was a little kid, and uh, he was getting ready to retire. And he's always he's always seen what I've done. He's always seen like the social media game, and he's always he was always scared to put himself out there too. Because again, same thing as as you exactly mentioned. He's like, I don't want it to come off as you know ingenuine. I don't want it to come off as fake. I don't want it to come off as like, ha ha, look at me because I'm better, and this is why I'm putting this out there. But I said, Dad, you know, it's just the opposite. Like you're retiring, you have spent, you know, 40 plus years working for, you know, the man, you've been in corporate America and now you're retiring. You get to, you get a step back from that today. I think you should like making a post, giving other people hope that they can do it too. If you've stuck at it as long as you have, they can do it too. Whether it's in corporate America or whatever it is, you can inspire people. You can impact people's lives. Just making it simple like, and I'm like, well, what what's something that, you know, you've seen recently that's made an impact on your life. And he said, you know what, Josh, I saw somebody on the corner um, down in, in Salt Lake City where we live. He's like, you know, I saw I saw a guy standing on the corner just a few weeks ago and he, he there's a lot of panhandlers. But I just saw this guy standing on the side of the road just saying, hey, hope you have a great day. I don't want anything from it. Just that simple. So my dad, you know, took that kind of took a page from that. I always if you've ever heard from me, I always talk about steal like an artist. Um, if you if you haven't <laughs> read that book. That's another great yep. book. Uh, Austin Cleon writes a phenomenal book, and I'm all about being a pirate, stealing like an artist, not plagiarizing people. But so my dad took a page out of this this other post that he saw, which again, not, Michael, going not to not to diverge from what we're talking about, but I tell people all the time, if you don't know what to post, there are so many people, especially within mortgage right now, who are making great posts. Watch what they've posted, see what they've posted, and then go make it your own. Do something, you know. Do something similar. It doesn't have to be exact, but you can definitely copy it. You can definitely get an idea from somebody else and put your own little spin on it. And that's exactly what my dad did. Is he's like, you know what, Josh? I'm gonna do it. I'm scared. I'm he would, dude. He was terrified. Like you have no idea how nervous he was to do this. But he just said, you know what? I'm gonna do it, and hopefully, hopefully, I can just impact one person's life. If I make one person smile or they have a great day because of what I'm doing and how I'm helping them, then you know, then I've accomplished my goal. And he did just that. And Michael, I, as you know, that thing went viral. Like that, absolutely. Uh, after like 48 hours, it had been seen by millions of people. It had been shared hundreds of thousands of times. And of course, there were the naysayers. There were people who thought it was negative, but my dad ultimately at the end of it was just, he was humbled and he was like, he could not believe how many people had reached out to him and just said, you know, thank you so much. You know, I've been in corporate America for 20 years and I look forward to the day when I can retire and you sharing this just gives me hope. And so it was something again, coming from a very genuine place. And, uh, yeah, that, that that's the story behind that. And I, I'm still to this day, I'm so proud of my dad. We never in a million years thought it would go viral. Like 
never in a million years thought it would go viral, but it did. And it was so cool to watch it go viral. Well, and it was such a great message. And like you said, it was simple. You can f take inspiration from any of the other things that you see out there. You don't have to create all of this from scratch. And, and the other point I think I want to make is you said, you know, there's always going to be naysayers and there are, you know, we talked about it on your show, you know, the first post I did, you know, the first video, you know, I had AirPods in and somebody's like, oh, they look like earrings. That looks funky. And so what? For any of you listening out there, put yourself out there. There's going to be naysayers in no matter what you do in life, but put yourself out there because you can have a profound impact in the lives of others. Josh, I love how you talk about even if just one person can be impacted and it can have a positive influence on them. That's why we do what we do. Yeah, 100%. There, there are, man, I want to talk about that, Michael, because I agree. There are so many naysayers and I, I, I think I've even shared my story with you is when I first started making my first post, so many people are like, oh my, like Josh, why? Like people don't care. You're like, you're wasting your time. And I'm just like, you know what? You may think that like, it's funny because people will criticize you until they copy you. And I've, I've had so many people to this day, like people who are the, the very first people who thought it was a waste of time and I was wasting my efforts. Now they're doing the exact same thing. They're copying us. They, they want to learn more about how they can, how they can do what we do. So and like I said, you never know whose life you're going to impact. You never know whose life you're going to change. So you just got to be putting it out there. Don't worry about the naysayers. Everybody has them. You're always going to run into them. But just keep being you and and do it. Do it for you. Don't do it for anybody else other than yourself. If you're doing it for to get recognition or if you're doing it for the wrong purposes, not only does it become a quote unquote job or like difficult to do in itself, but it also like people can see people have what I call a BS meter, Michael. And if you're doing it for the wrong purposes, people are going to see through that immediately. And you're actually, you're going to do more harm than good. People are going to be like, oh yeah, well clearly Michael's just doing this to get recognition. People, my, Michael's doing this just to, you know, to grow his business or whatever. So do it for, do it for you and do it for the right reasons. And I promise you it will, it will impact people's lives. Well, and, and that is so true. And I think people that struggle are the ones doing it for the wrong reasons. You know, so many times we get executives and they struggle with social media or the digital realm and putting themselves out there or their sales teams out there. And they're like, we just have to get more demos. I mean, you don't understand. I mean, we did a post and we didn't get enough demos, so we're not going to do any more posts. I'm like, that's so short sighted. And it goes to what we've talked about before of so many times in the mortgage industry, it's been transaction focused instead of relationship focused. Mm -hmm. And yep. if you focus on the relationship, you're not worried about that one individual post or that one statement you're working about. How do I build that relationship? How, how do I create a stronger bond with them? How do I share some story that will impact people? And when you can do that, good things will come. And, you know, there's times where I've spent all kinds of time on a post or on a video and it's crickets. Yep. There's other times where I've just said, you know what, I'm just going to speak from the heart. Here's what I'm going to put out there. And people are like, oh, it's like you were talking to me. And so yep. message that we, we tell all the time is just go out there and put yourself out there. What do you think are some of the what are the fears? What are some of the things that hold these executives back from, you know, especially in the mortgage industry or in real estate from putting themselves out there? 
I think the biggest you already touched on is that they feel like what what they're going to put out there is arrogant. They feel it's going to be, you know, cocky or they're going to think it's like, oh, you know, this is self-aggrandizing. People are going to think that I just want, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me, which, again, if done in the wrong way, absolutely. And I have seen executives, I think you and I both have in the mortgage industry who put out content. And again, you can see it when they are trying to be a little bit pompous or they are trying to be arrogant. There's a difference between being confident and being arrogant. When you're confident and you know, like, again, you're bringing value and you're doing things coming from the right place, I think it's awesome. But I think the biggest thing that executives in particular struggle, and I've worked with a few executives on this exact thing, is they, where do you balance that again, that coming from an executive place to where your employees are watching you and what you're doing. I think you just, you have to, you, you just have to start doing it. Cause I think as, as an executive, your employees can learn a lot from what you're doing. And they're, they're going to see a lot of what you're doing. And they're like, Hey, you know what? If Michael can do it as an executive, I can do it as an executive. But the biggest thing that they struggle with is they don't want it to come from the wrong place. And again, as long as you, as long as you know, or you're working with somebody who can help make sure that it's coming from the right place, you're good. Don't worry about it. Go, go enjoy it. Go put yourself out there. Cause I promise. Uh, and I told you this too, I think executives, and I've talked to executives about this exact thing is think about what if, what, so maybe it is, maybe it comes off as a little bit arrogant, but what if you were able to impact somebody's life? What if you're able to change one of your employees' lives? What if you're able to impact another executive's life? Maybe they were scared and you putting yourself out there changed their life. It gave them the courage. It gave them the strength to go out and to do the same thing. And now they're putting out their story and it's helping other people. So now you, you put out a post, you put out something that changed their life. Now you're impacting and, and it, it's the snowball effect. It, it continues to grow and to grow and to grow. So I tell executives all the time, like stop worrying about uh, you know, stop worrying about being arrogant or coming from the wrong place and just start doing it. I think for the most part, for the most part, and hopefully executive teams have a good team and a marketing team behind them that can actually tell them. I think one big thing too, Michael, and you've probably experienced this is some executives have teams around them that no matter what they do, they won't tell them they're in the wrong. And I've, I've called company, I've called executives out. I've called companies out and I've told them like, Hey, your CEO just posted this. I cannot like, what the heck were you guys thinking? Like, what, why would you let him say something? Why would you let them do it? Why did you let her, you know, make a post like that? Because that does come a come from a very like arrogant place. And I think you have to have a team surrounding you. That's willing to call you out and be like, Hey, you know, Michael, like, Maybe we shouldn't have said that or no, let like do not post that. So I think that's something else that executives struggle with too, is, is you have a team that's just like, oh yeah, that's fine. Just do whatever. So I think having somebody or having a team in place that can help you with that is, I think that's a big part for executives as well. Well, and, and you make such an excellent point. And I think it's trying to find that right balance. You know, first they've got to start putting themselves out there. You've got to tell your story, especially with this pandemic. We don't know when it's going to, and we don't know if it's ever going to end. We don't know about the vaccine, not a vaccine and everything. But we do know that you still have to connect with people on a real and genuine level. You have yep. to interact with people. And because of this, and you can't meet with a lot of people face to face or there's not a lot of conferences, being able to do it in a digital world becomes very critical. And that's why I love what you're doing of helping people make an impact and how do they grab attention and then I love what you end with is, is it relevant, right? right. Yep. And part of being relevant can also be part of sharing yourself. It doesn't all have to be just about mortgage. It can still be relevant uh, 
I do weekly videos on LinkedIn and I rarely ever talk about any of the services that Next Level offer. It's really more of leadership, life principles, all of the different things that are impacting people's lives. Uh, my video this morning talked about adversity. I'm a huge college football fan and I think there's lessons that can be learned from everything, whether you're reading a book, whether you're listening to a podcast, uh, interacting with people. And my point there was, in a, in a college football game, everyone has to learn how to deal with adversity. Somebody's going to fumble. Somebody's going to step offside. There's going to be a penalty. There's going to be a, a bad play. And the team that can overcome those the best and have a short memory and move forward are going to be the ones that end up winning the game. And so tell me a little bit, Josh, we could talk for hours and I can't believe that the half hour has already buzzed by, but <laughs> What are some of the ways that people can grab attention and get an impact? And then more importantly, for somebody who wants to have a deeper discussion with you, find out more of all of the incredible stuff that Shred's doing, what's the best way that they can get a hold of you? Uh, best best way to get a hold of me is probably just Josh at ShredMedia.com or any of our social. I mean, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. You can reach out to me any, on any of those channels. And again, it's just Josh Pitts. Uh, so you can find me or just Shred Media. You can reach out to either one. But I think going back to your question, and hopefully we can, you know, uh, leave your audience with with a little bit of actionable items. So in my opinion right now, and you, you kind of hinted at this earlier, Michael, especially in this COVID world that we live in now, with a lot of people's eyes turning to digital or turning to social, turning virtual, is to get attention and impact, and I kind of alluded to this as well earlier, you have to start putting out content. I know, Michael, more than anything, and I know it sounds so cliche, it sounds so simple, but the more that I've seen recently, especially because originators are so busy, they've got so many deals in the pipeline. They, I've got more deals, I don't have time. You have to make time. Whether that's five, 10, 15, 30 minutes a day, you have to start making time to put out that content. And if you need ideas for content, heck, reach out to me. I, I, or just watch what you and I are doing. Like, just watch what we continue to put out. Do simple interviews with people within your sphere. If you're an originator, have a conversation with one of your recent home buyers, refinance, just about the experience they had. Now, are all of your clients going to want to talk about that on, you know, on a show or? you know, in a, in a podcast type setting, maybe not, but I'm sure that you can find them. You just have to find simple little ways of being different. And to my podcast, to my, to, I guess to my podcast comment, I personally believe Michael, everybody should have a podcast, every single person. And, and I, and I really mean that here in the U S I, I watch the trends, you know, across the globe and in China, in Asia, they have tens of millions of podcasts and they are so far ahead, especially the mortgage industry, the Asia and China are so far ahead of what we're doing within marketing, within PR, within attention. Um, I, I think that people, even individual LOs, real estate agents should have a podcast. And are you talking about real estate all the time? No, you're talking about the things that you enjoy most. Some people may know the very first show and podcast that I ever had was actually in the outdoors arena. I started in the outdoors. Um, again, I, I owned a retail space while I was an originator, while I had my mortgage company. And that's where I first started podcasting is I, I was, I had heard a podcast. I actually heard Joe Rogan's podcast. I met Joe and that was what inspired me to kind of do this podcast. I didn't know what it was. I just started doing it. So ladies and gentlemen, when it comes to attention, when it comes to impact, start putting out content, start, start just talking about the things that are important to you 
and you will find an audience that has those same things. They value those same things. They find a value or they, they connect with those same things. And again, that outdoor, those, those people in the outdoors, they connected with me and that's where I first started and it ultimately helped my mortgage business grow. So getting attention and impact, Michael, start putting out content around the things that you enjoy and you will find that audience. Uh, great insights, Josh. Like I said, we could talk for hours. So let's continue to collaborate. You are welcome back on the FinTech Hunting Podcast anytime. I love your insights, what you guys are doing in the industry. So keep making a difference, my friend, and uh, let's keep collaborating. I love it. Michael, thank you so much again, man. I appreciate it. I love all that you're doing and all that you give back to our industry. So truly grateful for all that you do. Thank you. Are you struggling to keep up with record origination volumes? From property valuation and appraisal to title insurance and closing services, WFG Enterprise Solutions provides flexible mortgage origination services that address your organization's needs head on. By taking the time to understand how you run your business, WFG can create solutions that save you time and money on every transaction. That's why WFG consistently earns Net Promoter's world-class ranking for customer satisfaction. Innovative solutions, world-class customer satisfaction. Get to know WFG today at WFGLS.com. FinTech Hunting is brought to you by Next Level Advisors. Next Level Advisors, where businesses come to grow.